Welcome to room 4216. I'm so glad you've come. Hello, everyone. Hi, it's Pastor Dave and, and Cecilia. And it, yes, it is. Well, I didn't know if you knew your name. I, I wasn't sure. Well, you sometimes forget things, you know. Yes, I do, but I'm looking around in here, checking out the the area, room 4260. All right, guys, I think we're safe. There's no time machine in here. What do you mean, safe? <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, come on. Uh, all right, I feel... It brings us great adventure. We get to see from the inside what might have happened with all of the wonderful things. So it's wonderful. God's yes. Word coming alive. Mm-hmm. By yes. the way, people, it is God's Word. These it aren't is. just made-up dramas on our part. It's word for word just about Well, uh, I don't remember Jacob in the Bible saying, Hey, Daddy, I've I, I got to make like a banana and split. Well, uh, I don't remember that part from the Bible. But, okay, uh, okay. You know, okay. But, uh, well, I think we're safe at least from going back in time for this... Uh, this particular few minutes. But hold on, people, because we have something fun coming up right after this break. Uh, Pastor Dave. Yeah. I'm waiting. And still waiting. Well, you're Mm -hmm. a good waiter. That's good. And I'm still waiting. What are you waiting for? Well, and you talk about me forgetting things. You said you had a surprise. (gasps) Oh, I did, didn't I? Uh, Yes, you did. Well, I don't anymore. So let's move on. (laughs) And we have... From the Inbox. This letter comes from Kara. Hi, Kara. She says... Dear Pastor Dave and Cecilia, my name is Kara. By the way, it's pronounced like car with an A. Hmm. That was very helpful that you did that. Yeah, I probably would have said Kara. Sorry, Kara. I like listening to the Bible studies and learning new things. And I like asking questions. So what did it mean when the angels were on the ladder going up and down? I figured since you read it, it had to be important. So what does it mean? Mom and Dad used to say that so-and-so was up in heaven. Is this why they used to say this? Thanks, Kara. Thank you for the letter, Kara. And uh, these are very, very good questions. Mm -hmm. We are climbing Jacob's ladder. We are climbing Jacob's ladder. We are climbing Jacob's I think 
best to answer Kara's question, we first need to read the verses again. This is from Genesis 28, and what verses were those, Cecilia? It's verses 12 and 13. Please. Jacob had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth, with its top reaching to heaven, and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. There above it stood the Lord. And then the Lord will be speaking. When Jacob then awakes from his dream, it's down a little further. Can you read what Jacob says about this? Uh Uh, In verse 16. When Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I was not aware of it. He was afraid and said, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Okay. We've got a couple things here I think that need to be pointed out. First, our translation didn't say that there was a ladder with angels ascending, descending, did it? No, it said a stairway. Yeah. Is there a difference? Well, um, we're so used to uh, uh, the song, aren't we? Yeah. It, But... A stairway is acceptable also. It means it's a way to move from a lower to an upper spot. It takes effort and that it isn't always there. Okay. It takes effort and it's not always there. It takes effort and it's not always there. Okay. okay. Then notice Jacob said that um, two things. This is the house of God. It's where God dwells mm-hmm. and it's a, the, what did the he call gate it? gate of heaven. Gate of heaven. Now, picture with me, if you will, this mountain. Have you ever climbed a steep hill in your life? I've climbed what I thought was a steep hill. (laughs) Okay. Where I grew up in Wausau, Wisconsin, we call it Rib Mountain, but technically it's only a hill. Mm -hmm. It took almost uh, four hours to climb it. And when you get to the top, it's amazing what you can see. I mean, it's it's significantly high. Mm-hmm. And they have a ranger tower on top of it, which will go up another, hmm, I don't know, 100 feet. It was a, quite a few more steps all the mm-hmm. way up to that. Mm-hmm. And I could still see, uh, though not real well, but I remember seeing and going, wow, you just can't see how far you can see. It just goes on and on and on. And wow. On and on. Well, picture with me for a second. Climbing up this mountain... And by the way, that rib mountain, though it's not a mountain, only a hill, that took a lot of energy. And man, I was pooped by the time sure I got to hot. And it was a hot, kind of a warm day. I was sweating like crazy when I got to the top. Now, if when I get to the top, I find there's this giant circle of hedges. And I want to get inside it. What would what, what I have to do? Well... You'd have to, there'd have to be a break in the circle or something. Yeah, I'll walk around till I find the break and then enter. Literally, what I just described is what happens many times. I don't know if it's still that way in Israel anymore, but they would have on high knolls and, and, and hillocks, hillocks, I think they're called, um, these um, um, pens. And they, the shepherds would bring their sheep to these pens at night. And they were high, eight-foot-tall hedges. Um, and they were made of just uh, hedgerows, real thick and dense. No one can get through it. Like and, very thick bushes or something? Yes, yes. Eight-foot-tall, two feet, three feet thick. Mm. No way to get through it even at the bottom. And they'd have one break. They'd call that the gate to the pen. 
Jesus even referred to that, that he said, I am the gate. did that in John chapter 10. And he said, no one enters the sheep pen uh, except through this gate. And then he went on to say, I am the good shepherd. Now, a good shepherd back then, he would sit in that gate all night long. The wolf or the lion, if they wanted to come and get any of his sheep, they couldn't go over top of the hedge. It was too tall. They'd have to come through the gate. And he was there to stop them. Or robbers. And that's the imagery we have here. That God is way up high. And it is not on earth, but it is in heaven. I'm going to come back to that in a second. And there is only one gate, one doorway, by which you can enter heaven. And now again, the stairway, it's almost like a retractable stairway. It's not always there. Hmm. It's, well, let me come at it this way. What this is really relating to is that God is not just earthbound. Many of the religions believed that God was uh, uh, living there on the land, and so they'd make idols, and they'd think that God was right there only for this region or that mm. region. We talked about that before. Yes. This vision that, uh, um, who was this Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Jacob had, was that God is in the heavens. He's over everything, not just oh. Israel, not just Canaan, not just Egypt, Everything, including the whole world, including the whole universe, it's his. Mm. And that he is the one in charge of it all. And then, there's a separation between heaven and earth. And that's caused by sin. That's why Jacob was was such a scoundrel, as we learned last time, scheming, and his mother scheming, and and so forth. And we'll find out later today there's more scheming going on, because that's the way of the world of sinful people. Well, that's why God separated, because of sin. And once in a while, he'll let down the stairway and come down and show himself. And that's what he did here to Jacob. Okay, Pastor Dave, but you didn't totally answer Kara's question. Okay, what's that? Well, you talked about God being uh, up in heaven mm-hmm. and uh, over all the universe and the stairway, and but what about the angels going up and down on the stairway? Ah, uh, thank you. Okay, what is an angel? An uh, angel is someone who... Uh, is a messenger from God. They, yep. Okay, they... let's just stop there. A messenger from God. Mm-hmm. So if God sent the angel, obviously he's coming down to bring a message or do something, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, and once that's done, then what does he have to do? Uh, do whatever else God tells him to do. And how is he going to know that? Uh, God will tell him, I suppose. So I he's got to go back up and get new orders. Theoretically, I guess so. Yeah, coming and going. Oh, so these angels uh, that Jacob saw mm-hmm. were the angels of God going up to heaven to get their assignments 
Mm-hmm. And then coming down to do their assignments mm-hmm. and going back again. Correct. Oh. And uh, I heard one place say to guide and to guard. It's kind of neat. Guide and to guard. Yeah. Wow. Guide us as people and guard us as people. Um, it's kind of a neat way to say it, guide and guard. So you believe that angels really do guard oh, us then? yeah. Wow. Yeah. I like that idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, very much. I don't want to get so overwhelmed in that and talk about angels so much I'd stop talking about God. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. We sometimes talk and worship angels because we talk so much about them. Mm-hmm. They're just the messenger and that link between us and God. And that's really part of the key here. The link between us and God is a messenger. That would be like the listeners trying to worship us. We're just the messengers that's to, right. about God. And who is the, now I'm going to, Push you again. Who is the ultimate messenger from God? Jesus Christ. His Son. And the Spirit. Right. And they're sent from God. And those are the ones, and that shifts now. It was God's dwelling in heaven. But now when he came here, he dwells within us in his, by his Spirit. So we are his dwelling place now. Okay, that leads me to one of my own questions then. Okay. Jacob was there in... Uh, Bethel, mm-hmm. uh, and Beth El. Beth means house. El is short for God, so it's the house of God. Okay, which yeah, we Beth shorten El. it to Bethel. Mm-hmm. And he says, "Surely this is the house of God. This is the gate of heaven." Mm-hmm. But you said that the hedge that you talked about had only one break, one place where you could get in. Surely that doesn't mean that we have to go to Bethel to be at the gate of heaven and to get to God. Ah, I see where you're going. um, Two things there. One, maybe, not maybe, Jacob said this is the house of God. He saw God's house. He saw heaven. Mm -hmm. I think he was pointing out there, this is the house of God. And he happened to name the place where he uh, was standing Bethel, because that was to remind him of what he saw. But he wasn't saying this place here on uh, this earth, this spot is God's house. He wasn't saying that, but saying that this is where he saw God's house, up the ladder. Hmm. That changes, by the way, when we find Jesus who comes to us. In fact, uh, John even says it, and he, uh, he dwelt among us, and that word dwelt in John 1.14 means tabernacle, means pitch a tent and stay with us. So uh, Jesus dwelt with us, he lives with us, he did, I'm sorry, he did live with us, but then when he sent his spirit, that dwells within us. So you see the word dwell keeps coming up quite mm. a few times. By the way, do you know how many English words start with DW? Uh, no. There are three. I'll give you one minute to find them. Well, you've had your minute. Do you know of any of the standard English words that start with D-W? Well, you gave me one of them, obviously, in the what we just talked about. That's dwell. Yep, dwell. And I have to confess, the other two are dwarf yeah, and dwindle. Ah. <laughs> <laughs>
some of the things you said about Jacob beginning to realize that God was over everything. Mm -hmm. But I don't understand something. Mm. Jacob's, well, into adulthood by now. Yeah. Why didn't God tell Jacob this stuff a long time ago? (laughs) I mean, I was raised, and I'm not bragging about this, but I was raised being taught about God since I was a baby. Mm -hmm. And I would think that Jacob would have been too. So why doesn't he get it? And why didn't God give him this dream way back when? Two thoughts come to mind. First, we don't know, but his mom and dad may have told him all these things, and he just wasn't paying attention. Well, yeah, we talked about that in the last episode, about how maybe his mom and dad told him these things. Yeah. Okay. So that's one possibility. Another possibility, and he just didn't listen, and and it didn't uh, comprehend. Sometimes it takes an aha moment. Secondly... Um, it could be that the fall into sin had taken people so far away from God, they didn't understand anything of God, and they have to be then slowly educated, almost a evolution of understanding. Okay, but, but God sent Jacob this dream. Why didn't he send him the dream before he lied, cheated, and stole? What would he have done with that dream then? He would have realized that God was real. Are you sure? Right now, he's running for his—he's running for his life. He's wondering whether his brothers are going to catch him and kill him. Did he really do this, man? Maybe he shouldn't have done this. And so he's reached the bottom. He's reached the end of his rope. And God may be saying, "All right, you're finally ready to listen." Exactly. And that's the way it is so often with us in our lives, too. God is there speaking all the time through people, through friends. There's times I've been in probably church and sit and listen to a sermon, but because uh, it didn't connect relevantly for that week, it just floated in one ear and out the other, and it took me to hit rock bottom, too. Yeah. After Jacob had the experience at Bethel and the stairway to heaven, he continued on towards Laban's uh, location. And he had an interesting occasion at a well, not too unlike his father and mother. He found several shepherds there, and there were flocks waiting to be watered. Jacob said, Do you know Laban? And they said, oh, yes, we do, and he's, in, he's really doing well, and he's fine. And then they said, look, there's his daughter coming with her sheep, and she's going to water her sheep here. Jacob says, well, then you quick water your sheep now here, and then go. I think it's giving the impression so that he can see her by himself. They said, we can't. We have to wait until all the shepherds are here. And then water the sheep. 
it was here's a little bit of a notation uh, that I found. The reason for that was is there was a stone over the well, and that was to protect the well both from just anybody taking the water or sheep falling in or the sun taking the water uh, by evaporation. And so they wanted them all there at once, so they just do it once in during the day. Well, back to the story. Jacob would have nothing to do with it. When, when this young lady came, he himself rolled the stone away himself, and he watered her sheep. That would have taken three people to do that, but he did it all on his own. And then he met Rachel. He greeted her the same way that a, 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 a cousin would greet another cousin. And then she ran and told her father that this, this man was here. Laban welcomes him gladly as one of his relatives, giving him a hug and a kiss and saying, You are welcome to stay here. Jacob had been at Laban's house for a good month when Laban said, I can see you're going to be staying here for a while. Tell me, you shouldn't be working for nothing. What do you want your wages to be? Jacob, as we had noted already, loved Rachel just from the day one. And so he said, I'll work for you for seven years if you give me your daughter Rachel in marriage. You see, Laban had two daughters. The older daughter's name was Leah. The younger daughter's name was Rachel. Now, Leah had weak eyes. But Rachel, ah, she was lovely of form and beautiful. Well, Laban said, sure, you can work for me for seven years and have my daughter in marriage. And the day came and the wedding was going on. The veil was placed over the face. The bride brought in. And the next day, <laughs> Jacob woke up and saw that it was Leah. Not Rachel. Well, Jacob wasn't too happy about this and oh, said, ah, Why did you deceive me? I wanted to marry Rachel. Laban said, It's not our custom to give the younger daughter before the older daughter. So, finish off the bridal week, and then you may have Rachel, if you will work seven more years for me. Well, what do you think Jacob's going to do? He decided, yeah, I'll marry Rachel, and I'll work seven more years. And so he did. Uh, marriage. Here we go again. Seems like the landscape is just dotted with marital mishaps and mayhem here. Yeah, that's because it's dotted with a lot of sinful people who just don't get it right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but come on, Pastor Dave. How can Jacob be so dense? Never mind, he's a guy. But here he is on his wedding night, and he can't tell the difference between the love of his life just and Leah. insulted me. I know. <laughs> uh, well... There's a couple things with this. 
won the wedding back then, as some weddings do today. There's a veil over the bride's face. Yeah, but the veil today is symbolic. Mm, But it wasn't back then. And um, the veil covered her so that it would be a marriage of, of, of promise, not of looks and sensuality. That's why it really was there, was that the promises would be made between people, not flesh. Uh, and when, it, so okay. the night came, um, he was probably just so excited, and they were sisters, and though they didn't look the same, they maybe had a similar shape, and maybe Leah didn't say anything, but just, hmm, or hum, or, because Leah would have been in on this as well. Even as Jacob was in this deception with his mother and against Esau, uh, well, yeah. now the trickster's being tricked, eh? And so I think Leah knew what she was doing because her father involved her. So it isn't just tenseness on men who are just all excited to be with their beautiful, lovely, caring wife. Okay. But then why would, I guess Leah did this because she was told to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it sounds like she wasn't married. She was probably older. She was probably wondering, I'm never going to get married. And this is a family that is rather, I don't know if I'd say proud, but wanted to be married among kinsmen so that the religion would remain of Yahweh. Because they did have the belief of God, even as Jacob and his family. That's right. These people were a few people among these, these Correct. what you might call heathens. And the, so Leah wanted yeah. to marry. Okay. So her father was, I was going to ask, how could he be so uncompassionate? He could do it very easily because he was thinking, okay, I want my daughter to be married to uh, someone of my own faith. And I'm also going to get some extra work out of this guy, too. Hmm. Well, I got an answer for that, but let's now, first, before we do that, let's talk about Leah and Rachel. What was the difference between the two? The, the one, um, Leah, her eyes were weak. Yeah, and, and for those of you who are blind, especially from birth, there I did see for many years, sighted people are listening, you'll understand this, the eyes kind of... Uh, do uh, it's really actually the face around the eyes that control what goes on with um, the inner soul, and mm-hmm. and so it brings it like it's the eyes saying or doing something. So if I saw somebody from a distance, oh, no, my face will brighten and excite, and and it looks like the eyes are dancing because I see them. Well, Leah's eyes were dim. She couldn't see far, so her face wasn't expressive of what she maybe saw. And so she was just kind of simple and plain, let's say, and not animated with excitement and and beauty because her eyes didn't give her that excitement. Then I guess you can't see the flames that are starting to shoot out of my eyes, can you? Yeah, I can feel the heat. Uh-huh, I thought so. So, here we go. I'm going to come back to now Laban. Didn't he have any putting her into a relationship of, well, marriage back then was not one of love and romance as we think of today. This was a commitment to raise a family, have a family, and it was of a partnership to uh, raise children and better the household. Love and affection were way down the list. It says, I am in love with Rachel. Oh, sure. Jacob was. 
He was head over heels in affection with her. And that maybe is another reason Laban did it, because that's not what marriage is supposed to be about. Not in his day, in his custom. It was supposed to be about promises and commitments and raising and maintaining the family. Not this silly uh, affection stuff. Now, I can still hear some rumblings in you, and you're still a little bit upset about this relationship and angry. Uh, yes. Why? Because, because it seems to imply that all that matters here is the physical part of it. She had weak eyes. Oh, well, let's just brush Ray, uh, uh, Leah off as unimportant and not worth it. And she gets to be the, the, the secondhand one that he doesn't even want and I don't think that's fair or right. And I know that life's not fair. But that's not the way God sees us. There are plenty of us out there who have maybe, you know, no physical beauty to speak of or not a lot. But I want people to understand that God doesn't see you that way and God doesn't see me that way. Absolutely, Cecilia. And I'm glad you said this because... What happened with this? Jacob followed beauty, and it got him into trouble. Even as we'll find in other places of the Bible, if we follow just our own, and I'll use it maybe selfish or sinful or one-sided view of things, we're going to miss out a huge chunk of things, especially the things that God places in each of us that make us beautiful. There are so many things that go into a person's being that make them a beautiful person. And we need to see them all. And it doesn't happen just by walking up to a well and going, Ooh, I see you. You're right. You're right. We'll pick up on that a bit more uh, in in um, lessons to come later on. I know that there will be such things. By the way, that's why there is the Sixth Commandment. This is something that keeps coming up again and again. And the Sixth Commandment being? Oh, um, don't commit adultery. And that basically is saying don't go lusting in your heart after somebody just because of the lust in your heart. It's a relationship that people are to have. And a relationship is built not on those desires and lusts, but they're built upon promises of friendship and support and a deep abiding love. And that's what Jesus has for us, a deep abiding love, deeper than we can ever imagine. And just even as I shifted that love of God, well, immediately all those desires and affections of the physical drop away. And that's the idea in relationships as well. And we would like to hear from you on any of this or more things. You can write us at info, I-N-F-O, at not-alone, N-O-T-A-L-O-N-E, dot, net, N-E-T. And so that you may always know that you're not just dependent upon us, Cecilia and Dave. We, we are, are not alone. Do come back again to room 4216.
Credits. We are climbing Jacob's Ladder. Bernice Johnson Reagan. The Civil War. Original soundtrack, 1990. Robert Vaughn and Terry Nord. Interlude musicians. <laughs> 